live and recording from remote locations. Sorry, Terry. Sorry, Christy. Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Tony. Sorry, Tony. Sorry, Duncan. Sorry, what? No, sorry, sorry, sorry. You were saying no. Wait, sorry. Sorry, Mark. What are you saying? Sorry, I was just about to. You're about to finish. Look at Duncan's hair. It's a vocal minority podcast. Raise your voice. Oof. Glad we got through that. That was awkward. That was really awkward. I, I, I mean, it's too bad we do these live, or else we could probably edit this out. It's true. We should learn better. Mm-hmm. And everyone stop going to Huntsville. All right. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that after last week's Gab Fest is planning on a shorter show. <clears throat> What's that? It's back to four panelists again this week. Um, okay, not a longer show then? Yes, but two hours divided by four is, is less. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that's true. Everyone gets their own half hour show. Perfect. I was going to be done there anyway. So. See, that's shorter just, show. There we math. go. It's just math. On this week's show, we look back at a surprising result for TFC. Ask if the kids are indeed all right discuss MLS's new concussion substitution protocol, talk about the Canadian national teams, and more. Now this week's panel, he's back and better than ever. Welcome to Duncan Fletcher. Thank you, Kristen. And uh, yeah, don't, don't uh, everyone out there, don't think I didn't see all those messages suggesting, oh yeah, that was really good. I really like that. Yeah, fuck it, I'm back. <laughs> fuck all y'all. I'm not going away. Um, and secondly, it's the it's the kinder toy inside me that helps me produce the cream egg goo. Wonderful. That's the same secret Santa uses. Oh, that's yeah, that's amazing. That's imagery I can't ever forget. You need, you need help sometimes. Cadbury's yeah. cream eggs are popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and fairly wide in the middle. Yes. Oh, dear. Uh, he's the Zoom master. Say hello to Mark Hinckley. Zoom, Zoom. I'm not selling cards. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, that's, that's the work of a master right there. Right there. Mm-hmm. See, I, 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 learned, I learned it from Tony's catchphrase from about a month and a half ago. <laughs> I, I forgot totally, that. I yeah. totally forgotten that. I almost, I almost use it, but it doesn't work the same without because it's you know vowels and shit. So, um, was it zip zoom? Zip zap. Zip zap. Zip zap. Oh! <laughs> he said it. Oh, do a shot, everybody. Uh, like that uh, 20, 20 more times in the next three hours. Oh dear lords! I'll finish this. Uh, CCL hater. Apparently, it's Tony Walsh. <laughs> get that from fucker where do you possibly put do that math from i love an, an intercontinental tournament all right no, uh, no yeah. show your work is show this my intercontinental work. or is this intracontinental i said intra it's my uh you did uh, okay it's your wrestling 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 reference mm. yes yes the, okay. the, not the knocky talk man <laughs> Although again, again to go back to last week's podcast, are there like Suriname, Surinamese, and Guyanese teams in the CCL? There should be. I presume there are. There are, yeah. In which case, then, yeah, intercontinental. Don't forget South American. We have glossed over this. Why? Why? Why did you proclaim me as some kind of CCL hater? I want just justice. To, just. To... <laughs> 
It seemed the easiest thing to provoke you during the introductions. There's far better Why? things. Eh. Anything with anything with the word arsenal in it. I okay. That come on now. I would never do that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, as for me, I am enjoying this whole sort of positive footy results thing. I know it's not going to last, but for now, I'm going to enjoy it. It's quite nice. Maybe um, you hate the CCO. <laughs> I am your host, Kristen Knowles, talking, and out of this week's show. Sorry, sorry Terry, but so, talk, talking of uh, positive shows positive results that sort of thing and again going back to last week's show um, <laughs> Canada at 11 wow I mean a first of all yes you know lads it's the fucking Cayman Islands you weren't here I did tell him <laughs> he would be allowed to revel this week I did tell him he yes, could do this so a, it was a lot of fun but oh you know pouring out for Mark Anthony Kay's chances of ever getting an international hat trick I oh no it's yeah, like when Vanny was in charge and, then, and subbing him um, off. When you weren't here last week, I got afraid that somebody had beaten zero scoring record and you popped your clogs. I think it's just outrageous that Alfonso Davies scored rather than passing it back to Kay so that Kay could have a third chance at scoring a fucking open goal to get his hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, now is your chance, Mac. You blew it. Anyway, move on. This is old news. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I keep, uh, I mean, I just, I just listened to the last week's podcast this afternoon. It's all very fresh in my mind. And so I would have said this. I could have said that. So <laughs> I'm going to this week. He's, You're welcome, he's, everybody. He's pumped up. Duncan is like raring Seriously. to go. So let's <laughs> we, if we wanted old, If we wanted old news, we'd just throw to Kristen. Hey. Hey. Oi. Sorry, Terry. Ah. Um, have ah. we ever... Ah. Is it Zach? If any, li- oh, he nailed it. If anybody uh, has ever listened to our show and uh, uh, pulled a Duncan where you've gone, I would have responded to it like this. I would have responded to it like that. Tweet at us. I want to see this because I think it's funny and opinions are good. So that's. Also I remember back too. in the day. Oh my Mark. God, would you all stop so we could move on? Sorry, with the show? sorry, Three sorry, Terry. Sorry, Terry. But I remember back in the day, Mark, you like, when we were off like three or four weeks at one point and you came back and you did every single bitchy blank from like the last three weeks past and you gave all your answers and everything. And, you know, so, you know. That was a goddamn institution, though. Yeah, true. True. Anywho, sorry, Terry. Sorry, Terry. Terry? <laughs> oh, no. Would you all shut up? To see the brother hanging when he's old. A bit of CanCon to start this week off, and we're going to get things going with the women's national team. So as we talked about last week, 
women have not one but two friendlies within the next week. So they play Wales tomorrow Hello. afternoon after day of recording at 1 p.m. And then England next Tuesday at 2.15 p.m. all times Eastern. Um, so we've already reviewed the squad that Bev Priestman has assembled for these matches. And so far, we haven't heard of any injuries or issues. So, you know, fans can look forward to seeing Christine Sinclair at all in the next few days, which is great. Uh, question for you. Ooh. Mm. The matches True. are both being shown for free on One Soccer's YouTube channel. Is this as good as having it on, say, CBC? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm not being a jackass. Yes, it is. More okay. people have access to YouTube at their fingertips probably than CBC. So, absolutely. It's, I was going to say, especially for a game that's on at uh, you know one o'clock in the afternoon when people are at work, but people don't really go to work these days, do they? Um, not in Ontario. Oh, wait, yeah. unless you know you're well, yeah, they, they don't, you know, people who have access to computers where they can be sort of watching things as they work, those guys aren't at work anymore. So, I'm um, gonna hide, in, I'm gonna hide in a big box store's one of their roped off lanes and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it will make it more inconvenient for me to to watch but generally yeah, this is probably a good thing there's probably a lot of people can easily get this on youtube so why not um i i mostly agree with everybody uh but i will say it's not quite as good only because um one of the things you can use cbc for is to promote the actual game coming out at one o'clock sure. and mm. unless unless one soccer actually taking out ads on network television to go, Hey, watch our YouTube. Uh, like I'm happy, I'm happy for those. Um, I, I originally, my joke was going to be, you know what? I'm, I'm upset. I'll give them 10 bucks to take it off YouTube, but it doesn't really work the joke or that economic model. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, that, that, that's the only real drawback is you're still, while anybody who's interested who knows about it can watch it, which is great. But if you don't know the game is happening, are you, how do you find out about watching it? Who tells you? So, um, but we're, we're, we're telling them right now, Mark. Yeah, or you know, you you follow the Voyagers on Twitter. That because that the Voyagers, in, that Venn diagram. Oh, but Mark, Mark means <laughs> normal people. Don't follow women's soccer. <laughs> you mean that. that circle? Yeah, <laughs> that full complete circle. It's pretty, but that pretty, I think that just has Kristen in the middle. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Stop being accurate. Um, I think, yeah, like, obviously, I think it's what I was, the other thing I wanted to sort of, like, mention or point out or is the fact that they're showing it on, you know, their YouTube channel for free as opposed to for paid subscribers only on the One Soccer platform, um, which I think... You know, is a lot of the a lot of what we discussed last week, and a lot of what is going to continue to be an ongoing argument discussion about paid versus free. Um, although, again, anybody that thinks TSN or Sportsnet are free, you're not the one paying the cable bill. Um, and really, is CBC even free? That's our tax dollars at work right there. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Are we, are we free? <laughs> mm. Oh, tyranny, tyranny. Yeah. Interesting, uh -huh. interesting. Mm. Um, but. 
I think at least this gives access and yes, you can, it's easy to watch YouTube videos back generally, if as long as they post them properly. Um, I, for one, welcome our free YouTube overlords for these matches. Um, yes. Huzzah. Without, so, without, de without devolving into uh, what we, the long conversation we had last, last week, week I, I was, uh, it, it's, it, you know, for their business model for one soccer, it's not necessarily a bad idea to offer good broadcasts um, of their properties on YouTube for people to see as a, as a teaser. It's a lot easier for people oh, to agree. access it. it. might whet the appetite for someone buying into one soccer. Well, and we'll, mm -hmm. we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get down to the, to the MLS slash. No, uh, no, we talked about it last week. It's fine. CFC section. <laughs> no, it refers to CCL. We're going to talk about it. God damn it. And you're going to like it. Um, well, you're half right. Thank you. All right. So anyway, matches are on YouTube. That's a good thing, we think. And uh, we, will, we will discuss them further next week. Uh, on to the men's side. And a little good news, a little bad news uh, for the men's side this week. We'll do the bad news first. So after scoring the winning goal, um, after taking a very hard foul in the Lille match on the weekend, uh, Jonathan David came out of the match not soon at, you know pretty soon after scoring that goal clearly injured and now you know the news is that he's injured he's out for several weeks um you know ankle injury ruptured tendon strained tendons there's 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 bad things happening in the ankle area and for a soccer player that's one of the worst things that you can have right um so you know can the canadian men's team obviously handled the World Cup qualifiers in March quite well. And this injury, you know, Duncan, he, Duncan told us about it. Duncan did tell us, I know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but people were looking forward to seeing Jonathan David in June, potentially. Obviously, this, you know, brings into question his participation in those qualifiers. And probably we won't see him uh, until the fall. But like based on their performance from last month and looking at the upcoming opponents, do they really need him? No. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, I couldn't, Sorry, I couldn't even help, but like laugh, like just <clears throat> little, <laughs> we smash it. We smash a couple Island nations and it's like, do we need him? Do we need John and David? <laughs> like really? You know, <laughs> this is not for fucking Aruba and Suriname. We don't know. Eventually, we will. I'm so Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In you have any fall. idea how important goal difference is at this stage? I don't, but I figure it's. Gus <laughs> Hiddings? Gus Hiddings, Aruba? <laughs> yes. So I heard. Yeah, I, I just, I, just uh, I, I realize, yes, for the upcoming games, do we need them? Probably not. But in my mind, are we at a stage in Canadian football where we can say, do we need him? It's like, that'd be a serious question. Well, this is, yeah, this That's is not I'm... an all the time question. This is a serious, in this one little instance only question. Uh, okay. and, 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 case, this, and this was the show okay. that Canadian fans will call the vocal minority curse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, the, the, there's a gold cup coming up this summer. We will leave yes. him there. Absolutely. Yes. yes. These two games, we can probably survive without him. Cavallini and Kyle Laren seem to be quite handy at scoring plenty of goals against minnows. All right. Is that a well, then, Yes. 
<laughs> on the uh, on the flip side of the of the slightly good news, the little bit of good news, uh, the latest FIFA rankings. Was, was that the good news? Jonathan David's injury. No, I said we started off she, with the she's bad a cold news. Demon. See, you you never listened to me. I literally said, we're going to start off with the bad news. But then you just said, on on the flip side to the good news. No, I said, on the flip side to to the the good news. news. Oh, yeah. I I did not catch that comma. But anyway, thank you, Marcus. Sorry, Terry. Sorry, Terry. (laughs) Anyway, so the latest FIFA world rankings have been released. Ooh, (sighs) Canada moved up. Three whole spots. Ooh. I know. But guess who we're still behind? The Cayman Islands. El Salvador. Again. Uh, still. But who, like but who are we above? Who did we Same mount? as it ever was, is this whole, you know, let's just be. I want to I wanna know who's shoulders were standing on. question. Yes. Who did we just vault over? Um, what fucking what mopes can we now look down on? Curacao. No one likes your weird liquor. Ah. <laughs> Screw you, um, Javier Martina. <laughs> who else? Uh, who else is that? Uh, let me see here. Hold on. Sorry. I accidentally, have... I accidentally closed the tab. Um, weird. This is weird. I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, CONCACAF. Oh. Sorry. We, did, it say, did you say 70th? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's no way Curacao is uh, you're looking at CONCACAF. Oh, Bulgaria, suck it Bulgaria for fell, and we Fuck overtook you, them. Yeah, uh, look, at, and... look at our ass, Dimitar Berbatov. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, oh, they didn't. They stayed the same. They didn't do anything. Uh, Guinea, they are still oh, in seventy-two. Way to not move. So, Guinea. so we presumably left above Guinea then. If exactly, they, yes. Not, and uh, we now even in, Guinea Bissau is laughing at you. Now yeah. in seventy-third place in our old spot is Cabo Verde. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. What's that? You're the green cape. Nobody cares. We're Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would like to point out that Albania is four spots ahead of Canada. Ah, nuts. Yeah, but that's <laughs> a two-star thing. Mm. Tirana, Tirana. Um, but uh, fuck them, because they fell three spots. Ah. Uh, Hon- Honduras is only at 67. Oh. But, I but, who's right above us? but who's right above us? Uh, well, El Salvador is nice. literally right above us, as always. Fuckers. You said they were 67. That's no. Honduras. Honduras is 67th. El Salvador oh, so is 69th. Nice. Nice. There you go. Um, so, yes, the three above. So, we've got El Salvador, so Iraq. How many and goals Honduras. would Canada have had to win by to get that 69th spot? Nice. Like, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I think they would have had to have won one more match. Mm. Uh, All right. So, oh, then what place would we have been in? Well, I think we would have been up one more spot in the world. 
I don't know. It, it's very because yeah, it's oh, points, right? I tried. Such I'm a good sorry. job, Tony. I know. I'm avoiding it like the plague. So excellent defense. Uh, 69th. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> anyway, um, so you know, looking at you know now that you know who's above us and who's behind us. Is this a fair ranking for Canada in the globe? Uh, Canada, not as good as El Salvador, but better than Curacao. It sounds about right. Yeah, if you're looking at it in terms of the nations we're, we're sandwiched between, um, yeah, that's it's it's fair. It's fair. Um, okay, uh, so blah, blah, a, blah, pandemic, blah, 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 other bullshit. Um, it's hard to tell where this goes, but okay. I, I feel like when service, like normal service resumes worldwide in 2028, 29, something like that, um, maybe we'll find out whether or not we should have been, or not should have been, but we could be playing, you know, maybe that fifth position. I can't see it being much higher than that. We've still got like a couple generations to go to get there. Right. But, okay, uh, so so within I know everyone was all like you know amped up to see the world, but for Concacaf because that is the you know that's the region we compete in, that's where the whole the octo and everything is going to happen. So you've got Mexico, U.S., Jamaica, Costa Rica, and Honduras are the top five. Then El Salvador, then Canada, Canada mm. in seventh. Um, right behind us, uh, Curacao, Panama. And Haiti. That's actually surprising that Haiti to me is, is, is that far back, actually. Uh, the rest of it seems uh, you can't really argue with it. We are kind of that as of right now, like based on. I'd have thought Panama was ahead of us as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but based on like historically the last little while, we are kind of that seventh team, you know? Uh, it, on paper, looking at us, you'd think we should be better, uh, both on the world and maybe at least one in. Concrete cap, but, okay. but they've yeah, got to prove I, that first. But they've got to actually like show, right, show we'll that. Exactly, question yes. then. By the can. end of by the end of this calendar year, yeah. do you expect them to have cracked the top five for Concacaf? No. I would hope so, but I mean, you know, unfortunately, a lot of that's going to come down to a tournament Gold. result. Gold, Cup. you know, yeah, exactly. And that that's mm -hmm. such a tournaments are such a funny thing. You can get hot or you can be really cold too we all know what's going to happen at the gold cup canada's going to scrape its way through a group get to a quarterfinal and lose to somebody to haiti know, like el salvador <laughs> or haiti somewhere in that range that's what's going to happen at the gold cup that's what always happens tony i just i just hope bulgaria is not invited mm. True. <laughs> our nemesis 71 dudes <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we move away from KPL, one last little bit of business. I mean, I mean, CanCon. Wow, it's because mm. I was looking at a KPL uh, link. Um, so multitasking, Terry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, Terry. Uh, former TFC Academy product and the player most likely to be shouted at by Adrian Can, Chris Manella has left Mighty York for the splendor of Otleti. Does that mean he goes directly to Madrid or is he just hanging out until they get back? I'm pretty sure he was already in Madrid. Uh, it's just they're just dribbling out these announcements. I'm still waiting for Ryan Telfer's announcement because I'm pretty sure he's there too. 
<laughs> but it's still just not official because when 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 uh, TNT played, Telfer was listed as a, a, a an Atleti player. Was he really? <laughs> yes, he was. It was hilarious. <laughs> Fun. Do they have to like go to a like a substandard Spanish city while they wait? <laughs> <laughs> They're hanging out in like Granada or something. Granada's fantastic. Duncan's gonna conquer Granada you. Granada is a lovely place. Well, let's pick somewhere shitty. I don't know. Batiste? I don't know. Fuck. Well, it's I Spain. There's no yeah, shitty it's all, in Spain. It's all good. Oh, there's shitty. everywhere. Before before we go into this bit, he's going to hang out in the touristy bit of Benidorm. But, but, mm. There you go. Oh, That's he's going to get stuck in Lorraine. Before yeah, club, club, with the statue people. Before we go down this rabbit hole, what oh. is the Spanish sound of a speed of uh, like the doodle for for Duncan, where he, we say a name and he goes off. Dodeles. Mm, <laughs> probably. Okay, I just want. Like, I don't know that. I just, true, I just, yeah. I want to be ready for it. That's all. Um, for Manella, it's, it's basically he's returning to Ottawa because he spent what two seasons with the Fury before they folded. So, it's not like this is a wasn't a surprise, but I just still blows my mind how long he's been uh, been playing. Like he's managed to he's managed to carve himself out a career over the last like he's not that old. What is he 26, 25, 26? He's been playing he, for like nine years. And in with Spain, that name, he could still he could still invent man's Nutella. In Spain, <laughs> his name is Manea. Oh, oh good point. Mm. See. Mm. Christos Manea. See. Si. See. Si. See si claro. All right. Well, welcome to uh, welcome to the splendor, uh, Mr. Manea. Okay, it is time for MLS, and we're actually going to talk about something MLS related this week. We've got a, yeah. we've got a few things. I know, I know, but it it had to happen eventually, Duncan. It really did. I know you're asking. I know you're saying, did it really? But Nobody it really did. Nobody likes it. It's history's greatest monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, actually, I really important thing and a welcome addition to MLS and we rarely say that um, is the inclusion of a uh, concussion substitutes initiative so while this whole thing with concussions and soccer has been very slow to get any kind of comprehensive protocol whether in North America or throughout the globe uh, you know we're still looking you know I still I you know, I still have visions of, have visions, but I still remember that match where Hugo Lloris continued to play while clearly concussed. Um, you know, the rules in how, you know, that was, only, that was eight years ago, almost eight years ago. Um, and the rules in how refs and teams handle potentially concussed players is still, it's still very scattered. And it has taken, like, this is a, you know, an implementation of a FIFA initiative that is, 
in a testing phase. Like they're testing during this. This isn't a permanent change, at least not yet. Um, so what they're going to do, so there's three types of substitutions now for MLS matches. There's your regular subs and, you know, there's the five normal substitutions because now that's normal over the three separate sub windows. There's the concussion substitute. So every team will be permitted to make up to two, so safe, concussion substitutions during instances of suspected concussions. And it can be made immediately after something happens or uh, after, you know, maybe they're still playing and it's like, you know what, they don't look right. We need to stop the game and get them off the, off the pitch. Um, and if a team uses this concussion substitution, the other team gets an extra sub that is available after they've used up all their normal subs. So it's a little, it's, it's, I guess, so there's balance in the force in, in, in that sense for, for both teams. Um, it's just whether or not, you know, having two, um, here's two, only two players are allowed to get hurt per team. Um, is this so, a, the referee's discretion or like, or is there an independent um, uh, yeah. professional? Yeah, there's going to be, again, this is where it sort of gets a little crazy. So referees will, can still stop play if they suspect a head injury. They're not actually part of determining whether or not a player should leave or be replaced. Um, not, that I, not that I think it would be abused, but I mean, without independent like verification in some way, whether it be a referee or someone, and, you know, there's always the slight possibility in the 79th minute you've used your three subs and someone is uh, having a stinker out there and you're like, oh yeah, look at him. He, in that last tackle, he uh, might have knocked his head on that grass there pretty hard. Well, so I can't see it. I can't see that happening too much, but I, I mean, just, no, just curious. I was thinking but, the same, but I think I think the fact that the opposition gets another sub if that happens is probably to counteract that possibility. Yes. No, that's, that's that's true. Yeah. But through all of this, and this is something that actually I didn't realize they were they were doing. Um, they have a it's called the medical spotter program. So they have they have doctors or you know people who are trained in sports science and concussions who are watching the broadcast to look for potential head injuries and concussions. And they, um, they give that, there's a, there's a medical director at the fourth officials table and they get that information to them and say, you know, Hey, this could be an issue. Um, well, that, so that would, oh, could you imagine the controversy the first time that happens though? If they, if, if someone at a, a table says, Oh yeah. Uh, Pozuelo out there, he's looking a bit concussed and, the team says no, he's not, and he says no. I don't want to come off. That would be that would be fascinating if they can if they can uh, use their power that way. I'm not sure if that's the way. I don't, know if, I don't know if it's if it's saying that ultimately, but it's like it's meant to be. It's meant to be to spot things that not everybody sees, right? And they've yeah. been doing this for a while already. Like this is part of their game day ops, so this isn't like a new addition that there are you know, medical directors at the matches or people watching the film. This is just meant to be very specifically, you know, in on these things. It's a, it's a, is it like I said, this is a trial. It's a 20 month trial um, from the IFAB and uh, it's whether Until or not. Until we get vaccines for concussions? 
Yes. Um, so this is, you know, going on until um, the summer of, of 2022. And then they'll make a decision whether or not they're going to implement concussion substitutes into the laws of the game. And again, like this is, this is a, you know, this is a, a long drawn out. Anyway, is our MLS or is football, are, are they doing enough to prevent player injury, um, further player injury from concussions? What I would like to see here is the sort of thing where, because um, I mean, I imagine right now it's like, hmm, somebody's maybe got a bit of a, a concussion, but who knows, say, you know, let's throw out an example here to Michael Bradley, A, very important to Toronto, and B, seems to hate the idea of ever being subbed off admitting any kind of weakness. I mean, I could see Michael Bradley, does he have a concussion? Who knows? Maybe not. But he says, no, I'm fine. I'm just going to keep fucking going. And you know, I, I don't really see how this kind of changes that kind of thing. Because, I mean, if they sub him off, he's gone for the game. I think what I would like to see is right, make it a kind of thing where you, know, you can take somebody away to get like looked at for five minutes or so, and you can sub somebody on in the meantime, and then if that player's fine, they can come back on. Because what my understanding from just reading that article right now is like, this is basically just an extra substitution. If you take somebody off to be on the surf side, they're done for the game. I mean, I would like to see something where it's like, right, you know, this guy's got to disappear for five or 10 minutes, do some checks, and you, you should be able to bring on a replacement for those five or 10 minutes and then bring the original guy back on if he's fine. I think like that would be a proper like, concussion substitution. That's kind of what I thought was happening when I first saw this. And then I think, oh, no, it's just like extra substitutions. Extra substitutions are nice if you need them, but do yeah. I think this is, yeah. It, it's, it, that's an interesting uh, thought of, you know, and it probably would work pretty well, but I think probably for the football minds, you know, the old school ones who run the rules uh, of the leagues and FIFA, especially probably too, probably just smacks too differently to the like, spirit of the game. I guess you know that kind of in and out substitution is too uh, to them. It's probably too uh, more like a a North American sport or other sports where players come in and off off the the uh, playing surface. So, uh, but yeah, it's there is the thinking that maybe. Maybe it's not enough. Just just the subs isn't enough because, yeah, like Duncan said, it just and at the end it could be seen as just reason for another substitution rather than really having any preventative, uh, you know, side to it. And I don't know. It needs to be more of a top-down thing. Substitutions isn't the end of the the story. I mean, you know, these guys don't forget they they play in practice uh, all week often just as hard as they will play on, on match day. You know, mm -hmm. there has to be, it, it's a long time coming. It, it's good that it's finally being spoken of. I think that the sport in general, because especially in North America, um, sadly the image that football has in some circles is that, Oh, well you couldn't get a concussion in soccer. Right. That kind of thing. Like, but like there's, there's some really long-term uh, studies that need to be taken and I, I know they are going on but like just using using your head 
like how many times like a player over a long career having that many headers is what what it's doing to their their skull so it might not it's like not just what's obvious during a match although that's a great start because yeah if you think about it in a big game if a, if a, if a manager thinks he's going to lose his ability to have his at least three subs, you know, his three tactical subs, there may be a, a reticence to take a guy off who probably needs to come off. So that's positive, mm-hmm. but yeah, but it, there probably could be a lot more still. Yeah. You'd say the star player gets like, maybe a concussion, like 10 minutes into the game really early. You, do you sub him off and right, he's done. He might be fine. He's done. Can't play no. him again for the rest of the game. No, open it up, let him take him off for some tests, bring him back if he's fine. Then that would be a helpful thing. I kind of feel like that this is this is tremendous. This is a tremendous tremendous initiative. Um, up until, of course, the gamesmanship and abuse of the system happens. It's not the first time MLS has introduced rules where they game the system to be able to uh, uh, get in to say a substitute that they, they otherwise like uh, wouldn't be able to, they had an emergency, I think it was an emergency goalie substitution or something like that. And it was just about to, it was about to go to penalties. So they subbed in a striker as a, as a keeper or something like that. (laughs) It was was absolute shenanigans. But the thing is that that was, that was abuse of a good faith rule. And because there was nothing in the rule that said you couldn't do that, it was until it was abused that they removed the rule. That's that's this is the point I'm making. So uh, this is a great this is a great rule, but when the it it becomes a clear clear cut case of abuse. I know that's super subjective, and it really depends on you know how blatant, how obvious, and how lazy everybody's being trying to cover this up as a legit thing or not. Um, but until then, I'm willing to give it a chance because uh, the last thing I want to see is somebody playing because you know, five minutes left in a cup tie and the guy doesn't even know his own name, but he's still running around because he's on autopilot after getting smashed in the head. Like, I don't, I don't want to see that. I, I, I don't want to, and I don't want to hear about it after the fact. So well, as long as there's something that brings, can bring that person out for their own good. And as long as it's maintained that it's being brought out for their, they're being brought out for their own good, then. Agreed. Stay the course. And- then why is that specifically a concussion injury, not just an injury substitute? Why, that's, say, that's also you, an interesting, why is the line drawn yeah, that way? I you've agree. used all your subs and then somebody you know, goes down with a, a pretty you know, strained what have you and they're just fucking hobbling around and useless and kind of making themselves worse. Because, well, we don't want to go down to 10 men, so I'll go out there and do what I can. And in the meantime, you're making it worse. Why, you know, why not just have it an injury substitute? I think, yeah, but I think there's a bit of a difference between buggering That's up easier your knee. to fake? Well, no, but if you fuck up your knee, then you're not going to not be able to remember your kid's name in 10 years. Fair. Well, and, and there's also the fact that, you know, people just, you know, oh, you know, you get hit in the head with the ball, it's soccer. People just will shake that off. Oh, they'll just keep playing. Whereas lasting damage is being done. Um, and that's why there's like the people, the, 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 the medical professionals supervising this stuff. But also talking about like gaming the system, I, I want to like sort of point out that five substitutions have been available to coaches for a year now. 
Um, and how often do you see coaches use all of those subs? Is that going to come back though? I, th- I thought that was like it's, the COVID. I think so, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, I like well, it. it's, I it's, it's ongoing for now, as I outlined from the article, yeah. it's still part that's, of normal substitutions. They have that's five subs within the three Why? sub windows. Plus an extra two now, if needs be. Well, if needs be for, you know, potentially concussed players mm-hmm. as advised by medical what, professionals. The, remind, me, remind me what the, the, the window is again. I'm how sorry? the window works. Remind me how the, yeah, the sub windows certain, work. Yeah, there's certain times where they can actually do the substitutions. Well, you mm-hmm. get, because, because originally you could, originally three subs, right? Yeah. So you have three subs. There are three substitution. You can have three different separate substitution times within a match in which to substitute up to five players, which does not include the, the concussion subs. This is an MLS only, right? Or is anybody else doing this right now? No, no, this isn't just MLS. We're the, we're the most recent league to implement this. No, no, I don't mean that. I don't mean the, the, the concussion thing. I mean, the windows, the, I Everyone's that, doing that. Yeah, that the, the five with only that's three windows is fairly since, regular. Yeah, that's everywhere. Sorry, Terry. Sorry, Terry. Terry. Yeah, anyway. this concussions is new. Sorry, Terry. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is this is a, a new trial. Again, MLS isn't the only league um, trying it out, but again, it gives an opportunity for you know to make sure that players welfare is being respected in this you know it's a it's a it's an injury that happens um and you know happens in multiple sports it's not just soccer but this is something that's being looked at more and more in sport and uh so that you don't have athletes 10 20 years down the road yeah whose brains are mush basically and I think, personally, I think it's, it, it, it can only be a good thing. I, I think I am concerned that you all immediately went to everyone abusing these, but um, you're oh, all cynical. Oh, bastards, come on. So. You, you think that wouldn't potentially happen? I don't think it's going to be like wholesale abuse, but really, it's like you just need one asshole to ruin it for everybody. Yeah. And that's and, really what it, that's, that's my concern is the one asshole who ruins it for everybody and there's also going to be the fact you know some teams will do a concussion substitution in very good faith they're going to be fucking accused of cheating very fucking quickly i think a lot of people are going to be oh yeah that's fucking fake that's ridiculous you just want to do a sixth substitution you fuck say there's this potential for yeah, also, but again, uh, like again, remembering that the other team gets an additional sub as well if a team mm-hmm. uses a concussion sub. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. n- like, can we? No, no one wants to look at this as a positive thing. Everyone's just. Well, I'm absolutely positive. I think it's a positive. Are you yeah. sure? I don't Sorry, Terry, but I, I, yeah, I'm very positive. Yeah, sorry, I'm Terry. It's. One of those things, you know, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. This isn't perfect, but it's good. So, sure. All right. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, my concern is that this good thing is going to get ruined by an asshole. That's what it is. <laughs> I want it to be a good thing. I want this to stay. I think the five subs thing is great. I want that to stay too. But until some asshole fucks it up for everybody else, because that seems what happens in, in FIFA. It's, so, like, that's, 
I'm hopeful. I'm genuinely hopeful, though. All right. Well, actually, well, I, was just looking, I was just looking it up as we were talking about this. Uh, the uh, the substitution, the fifth substitution thing um, for FIFA goes through the 2021 season. So, you know, obviously, the European calendar is what they're looking at. So, I guess that'll be up for uh, debate after the uh, end of this current cycle. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they were hopeful that there would be less of a pandemic. I don't know. Um yeah, we'll find out. I know MLS is, again, doing it, at least for now. Maybe they'll stop midway through the season. I know they implemented it late when it started. So it all all has to do with the IFAB, right? So one we'll see. All right, moving on from that. Uh, Miami Vice, uh, no real new news in their DP situation uh, with Matuidi, but they've got until Friday to sort it out, next Friday to sort this out, because that is when the MLS season starts. And the expectation is that some sort of fancy reshuffling of player classifications, i.e. one of their DPs, um, whose name I've forgotten, whichever one is the youngest, um, will be reclassified as one of the young DPs or young players that count under a different, you know, line in the cocktail napkin of rules that MLS operates under um, so that they can keep uh, Matuidi as a DP and not lose basically their four uh, designated players. So I think, who was it? Looking I'm, at probably- I'm looking forward to the introduction of mom. Miami allocation money. <laughs> oh, that will help things. Yes. <laughs> Howdy, ma'am. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how it's going to work, but I look forward to it. All right, Pellegrini. So, yeah, so what conveniently will probably happen for Miami is that um, uh, Matthias Pellegrini, who is 22, will be, or under 22, sorry, he's 21, will be reclassified into the under 22 player initiative that MLS started this season or is starting this season, which allows clubs to sign up to three younger players, 22 or younger, at the end of their first season in the league with no limits on acquisition fees and at a reduced budget charge. That's probably what's going to happen. Ah, MLS in your funny, funny rules. Um, Miami is lucky that MLS came up with these rules just in time. Just for them, yeah. So... Similar to what people called out LA and have called out LA, you know, even in recent years for getting away with doing whatever the fuck they want because it's the galaxy and MLS, you know, front office loves them. Um, The Green Cup team in MLS. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Read it off the read off the card again with more feeling. Um, Are Beckham and Co. getting away with, you know? rule bending or breaking like maybe because oh, uh, yeah. because of mls <laughs> thank you because of mls favoritism yeah <laughs> that, seems, that seems likely yeah Every, everyone eventually gets their own chance to you know have the rules kind of bent a little bit to help them out as needs be beckified yeah beckified beckification mm-hmm. of the rules um mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, 
didn't he have rights for this as part of his contract for five years to get a team off the ground and it took him like eight? Like this, yeah. everything is in pencil. The rules in this league are in pencil, so they can be easily erased and rewritten. So what's at this stage? Who gives a shit? Like, uh, if if they're gonna try and build a, a inter international Miami into a a you know world power with an asterisk because it's MLS, um, and th- this is how they're gonna go about it. So what? So what? Like. If they if 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 now if now is the breaking point for the beckification of the rules, where the hell was this like twenty steps ago? So they're called they're called Bex crimes, Mark. They're called which? Bex crimes. <laughs> Bex crimes. <laughs> that's 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 a, that's a really good title. <laughs> I'm writing that down. I have to write that down. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm gonna forget. So yeah, like. So that's uh, the hashtag sorted. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's one of three. Because I mean that the Kinder toy inside was really good. Um, that's what Duncan says. Hey, zip zap. So. Kangaroo. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I I I feel like especially especially how hard of a time they've had trying to just get, you know, that name brand guy to show up and sign and be there. Um, as long as whatever they do gets them press, gets them headlines, be it in Miami, in the United States, or world football, I think they'll allow it. Mm-hmm. So, back sells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these, so these are so good. This is going to be the long. I don't know if I'm going to use them all, but these are really good. Bex. <laughs> okay. It was a good dribbler. Bex is better when it's one on one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and listen, I mean, like LA Galaxy, yeah, it gives him the, the quick little bump, like when he played there. But eventually, and I mean, it's kind of, it's just cheesy. It kind of makes the league look a bit, you know, uh, Which league like a bit, a bit like yeah, a star Bush fucker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah just, yeah, just like a star fucker league a little bit. But I mean, at the same time, those rules eventually trickle down to everybody else and you know other teams get to use them for advantage it's uh, toronto like if you look at it in the in the big championship years you know being able to stock up the team was a lot of the changes that came from expanding the salary cap and adding dps and this and that you know so eventually smart clubs will play to their advantage even if it even if the genesis of it is a bit cheesy well, don't forget, TFC wasn't just because rules changed. It was because MLSC opened up the coffers. Thank you, Mark. Hold on, Duncan, was that it? Sorry, was sorry, that, Terry. Was that, sorry, Terry. Sorry, 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 Terry, I got to ask someone. Was, sorry, that, Terry, was, that, uh, was, was that Miami Vice or EastEnders? Uh, I'm calling in the air tonight. Yeah, I feel like Duncan just fell off his chair. Oh, shit, okay. I was wrong. Sorry, Terry. I can't Yeah. <laughs> I can see where you're coming from with the East Enders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just a bit slower. Yeah. The mashup no one asked for, mm. but do does the Ricky! world need it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will find out next week what happens with Miami Vice. Um the CCL is started. Yay! Finally, we get to the milk in the store. Jesus. I know. So, bags in, of it. 
Bagman. A wild start to this Grown tournament. Players. Um, <laughs> with MLS, MLS teams so far. Why is the milk yellow in CONCACAF? Oh. Um, MLS teams so far. The crew play tonight, actually, literally right after we finish recording. Um, <laughs> like 10 o'clock? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> the show's long. MLS teams have so far you know, acquitted themselves pretty well. None of them have lost the away leg, which Ladies, is weird. Those are the fuckers are playing, ooh, like Honduras and Costa Rica and whoever. Fuck that shit. That's not impressive. Bastards. <laughs> I love how Duncan is never impressed. Um, He's got a point. So this is even, this is just e- like even, I'm not saying I'm not saying even that, Aaron even Aaron Vinter's TFC used to go down to Central America and, and make shit happen. All right, I think it's rare that this many MLS clubs have not lost the first leg. I'm not saying eh. that they always lose coming out of the first round. Call but... us in the semifinals. Fine. Yeah, call us when they start beating Mexican teams. Fine. Mm. So then you're calling for a, a Columbus win over Real Esteli tonight? Of course I am. All right, score predictions before we review. Score predictions? Uh, 2-1 Columbus. Okay, Mark? Um, one all. Tony. Ah, fuck! Do I know one nil? Four. Mm-hmm. What? For Columbus? <laughs> sure, that sounds right. <laughs> all right, I'm going to one uh, real Estelle. I think this will be the first MLS team to fall in the away leg. Good. So there. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. I wish they were real Estelle Getty. Better badge. <laughs> wow. That that was that was good. I'll give that you that. That was golden. Was it gold? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be best in Miami, that team. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they should have called the fucking team. Yeah, the golden girls. In, international Milan, Miami or whatever. Just Real Estelle Getty. Real Estelle Getty, yeah. It's got everything. <laughs> it's got links to the local community. Yeah. Real, it sounds fancy and what have you. It turns its nose up at sexism and ageism. Yes. It's the perfect club. Wow. Golden kits, golden balls, David Beckham. Mm. Ah, Jesus Christ. It all all comes together. What happened? We didn't happen. That's why. That's true. There's still time for a rebrand. That's true. They Um, might have to give up their name anyway. Exactly. All right. So... We've got uh, Portland, who won. Who they were? They started everything off. They uh, won two two in a bit of a crazy match. Uh, they won two two. I mean, they. Well, I feel like they won. Um, anyway, oh, they, they game came won, to a. But... Yes, exactly. They should have won. Anyways, the game ended two two. Um, yeah, it was. That was a that was a wacky match. Um, Definitely watch the highlights if you haven't had a chance against uh, CD Marathon. Um, <laughs> I will. You will, and you will like it. And then um, fucking Atlanta mm. won their match. They actually won their match. Um, although you mean Amer- and, American, and you know American Super Club Atlanta, you mean exactly. Uh, I, and I know, I, I know almost nothing about uh, 
Ala Walense, but um, I was disappointed because the, the, the most delightful thing happened in the first half of that match, and that was the Brad Guzan red card. Entertaining. It was, oh, it was delightful. So delightful. Um, so you expect, of course, the other team to take advantage of that. They did mm -hmm. not. They did not. I was very disappointed. Not just because Atlanta won, although that's a large part of it. True. It's hard for a club. It's hard for a club not to be uh, intimidated by you know a club with the history and oh yeah the story the sport of past yeah at Atlanta United. Mm. Although I will say. Um, you know, the keeper that came on, uh, Rios Novo, you know, he did that thing that you get subbed in and you suddenly, you're the, you're the, you're the guy keeping the team in the game. And he did that more than once for them. Um, 18 or something mm. signed, signed from their USL side or something like it's, it's, you know, anyway, one of those here's your here's your first start make it good and and he did annoyingly <laughs> i was like damn it that's not fair so so yeah so atlanta have one yay good for them and then um philadelphia the union playing in those gorgeous kits i love that philadelphia kit i love it mm -hmm. i love it it's so pretty um, also won one nil over Saprisa. It's like MLS sides just winning all over the place here. And then at the yeah, end of feels, that, I one, feel Central America's got to step it up with a variety of teams. We've played like every one of these teams. Of these. Of I know. <laughs> Can oh, we get Saprisa, some new clubs, again. please? Oh, Olympia, like Robin Hood, what again. are you doing? Yeah, you Joe Public. Jesus Christ. Actually, the Haitians, they got in there. How do you pronounce their name? Okay. Yeah, they, they Archai, I think it's Archai. They did well against Cruz Azul. They did. Yeah. That was actually that was actually probably the what that was the second most enjoyable match to watch. Um, I didn't watch that one. That was on too late for me. Yeah. They love playing teams <laughs> from industrial towns. Uh, but the um, the thing with the with How the Philadelphia versus match, Cruz Azul would have been fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, concrete on steel. <laughs> That's the foundation um, derby. Mm. <laughs> there was uh, there was quite the there was quite the the kickoff at the uh, at the end of the Philadelphia match with like five players getting yellow cards for ar for arguing. Um, but uh, so a lot of players in this in this uh, tie are carrying yellow cards into the next match. But other than the fact that the Union won. This is their first time in CCL, Aww, which I had for, which I had forgotten. So good for them. Yeah, well, they've sucked ass for a long time. So <laughs> yes. So they deserve a little a little sunshine in their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, right. I could definitely get behind Philadelphia doing well in this tournament. You sure. Sure, I like them too because they're not glamorous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are definitely not glamorous. That is true. Um, isn't yeah, there a uni isn't there a union team down in Central America? There's got to be one. There's like eight of them in South America. 
Probably. Mark? Off the top of my head, couldn't tell you, but there probably is. Isn't it like an Atalanta team in there Mexico is. or something? Yeah. yeah. A- yeah. Adla- uh, Atlante. Yeah, Atlante. Atlante. Okay, so yeah, yeah, they can be playing there. Mm. All right, so yeah, so we've all, we've given our Columbus predictions. So good, good start to the tournament. Also, um, it's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, a lot of it's been on uh, one soccer, either paid or free, one way or another. Um, so you don't have matches. to go to two different places to watch a bunch of games. Oh, Duncan. Uh, I know. You're so hard done by. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is like the first time I discovered, you know, I guess one soccer only has one live channel. They can't do two things at the same time. So. No, they cannot. Because their they even wear website is terrible. <laughs> yeah, they've clearly got a whole bunch of archived games. Right? But yeah, two live things at the same time, probably above them. Shame. They, they need a two live crew. Mm. Sorry, Jerry. It is TFC time. Time for some TFC talk. And the first thing we are, of course, going to talk about, or basically the only, almost the only thing. The only thing? Yeah, CCL. More CCL. More. More. Um, so Toronto played uh, Club Leon last night and won one draw. Mm-hmm. Which was very surprising given that they were missing almost a starting 11s worth of players. Um, so the most noted ones, of course, uh, Pozuelo, Osorio, Mavinga, and uh, Quentin Westberg. Um, those are like your big, oh dear That's God. That's the sign also, of the team right there. Right there, exactly. Also missing Justin Morrow. Um, Oh, that makes me sad that you're not including Justin Morrow amongst oh. the, the the big. Oof, He's shit. not a spine. That, that's guy. We're really going to miss that guy. You're throwing him in as just one of the extras. Oh, she's just throwing him in as some kind of like random bone that you don't even yeah. need. Stop it! He yeah, was the, the she's like the, the other guys are like the spine. Oh, whatever. He's some kind of like cockix or something. Yeah. He plays on the He's outside. The These guys play mm. in the middle. He's not the... Sp- anyway. Um, no, actually, I was it's surprised like Justin Moore wasn't rim. included in the 11. I thought... I didn't know he was injured as well. Well, that's the thing. TFC, for once in their in their 15 years, um, have kept a pretty tight lid on what's happening with these players um, this offseason in terms of their health. Because we assume they're all injured because everyone traveled. So hope doesn't seem like anyone has COVID because they have to announce that, but that's a lot of injuries to Mm. a lot of players, um, you know, that are key to this club. 
and key to their success going forward. So to see how, like we, you know, we'd started to hear rumors that, oh, Pozuelo wasn't going to play. Um, oh, maybe Chris Mavinga wasn't going to play. Like Quentin Westberg not being included was a complete shocker. Yeah, um, yeah I had questions. And yeah, the, the, crisis. The, 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 the Mavinga thing was a bit of a surprise. We knew Osorio was still injured from before, but, you know, like that's, that's a, that's a concern in its own. So then when you see the 11 that has, um, you know, a couple of, of the, of, of the veterans, you know, you've got, you know, you have Michael Bradley and you've got Mark Delgado. Mark. Hi, Mark Delgado. I'm here to do your taxes. What are your rates, Mark? Reasonable. Excellent. Um, My bunch is not funky. Um, I'm, if we're going to go Mark, that, Mark. We're going to go the Mark, <laughs> Mark, Mark, and the Funky Bunch. Sorry, sorry. The, the, uh, everybody loses the Y, so it's the Mark, Mark, and the Funk Bunch now. Yeah, I was going to say, exactly. <laughs> it's only fair. Um, so, yeah, so you've got... Decent vibration. Yeah. <laughs> it's a reasonable adequate vibration. Vi- adequate vibrations. <laughs> um, so you've got Bradley, Delgado, um, Orma Gonzalez, mm. and... Josie Altador. Those are like your sort of your, these are players you would expect to play anyway. Um, Richie Larea, who's, you know, had a, a couple games with Canada, finished off the season last year really nicely. So he's in good form. Um, can, we call him tur- can we call him Turkey Target, Richie Larea? <laughs> good. I like that. That's good. Turkish so delight. Well, that's good too. Oh, there you go. Um, but then, the kids got to actually play. And this is something that TFC are really leaning on. Greg Vanny is disgusted. <laughs> He's rolling around in his beach hut. Yes. Um, him, and, him and Victor Vasquez. Vasquez, are... yeah, exactly. I can't believe it. We don't do um, anything with kids. <laughs> so Ralph, Ralph, Ralph Prizzo, Tony's favorite player. Prizzo! Um, Noble Kello, who I was delighted to see start, and uh, Shuffleboard all started. And then uh, on the bench, uh, backup keeper Kevin Silva, whoever he is. Does anybody know anything about Kevin Silva? Any of our listeners? His name is Kevin Silva. Yes, thank you. That's deep. I literally Uh, know Wikipedia's about that. (laughs) Uh, Gryffindor, Liam Fraser. Liam Fraser made the bench. Woo! Uh, Erickson Gallardo, Gallardo lives. Uh, Mullins and his floppy hair. And then Jordan Peruzza, who everyone keeps talking about as the the next big thing. And that's a fun name to say. It is. Uh, TFC's four day emergency signing, because half their team is injured, uh, from the academy, Luke Singh. Uh, come on down and help shore up the de- the, the defense. So you've got this cobbled together starting 11 and they still managed to come away with a 1-1 result. So like, was this all luck? Was there some skill involved? Was it, was it, was it wise substitutions by the manager? Um, given a couple injuries as well? Like, what are well, your general it'll probably, thoughts? It'll probably come out in the wash in a second leg to see if 
not that I, I don't want to downplay TFC's uh, performance because it was gritty and, you know, they put a lot of effort in and a lot of uh, enthusiastic uh, displays. But let's see how uh, Leon bounces back in second leg to see, and if it's a similar lineup, to see if they can handle it twice. Yeah, you know, the Mexican teams, they have the tendency to switch on and off when they want because mm. they mm-hmm. have that kind of arrogance of uh, oh, being you able have to, to try. Yeah. Y- yeah, there is a part of that, right? And it's, so mm-hmm. uh, probably best to judge it after the second leg. But it, but at the same time, I'm not going to put it down. If it's the style of play is, is kind of fun to watch, you know, and it, it, it's a hopefully a signal of uh, some interesting things to come. I, we, I know on this show, we talk personally enjoy a youth movement. You know, it's exciting. It's fun to see new guys come in. Uh, it's, it's fun to see the club try to develop young players uh, where that goes, how long that lasts based on the pressures of winning. Well, we'll see. As far as this match goes, eh, positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as far as the result goes, uh, it's much better than I was expecting. Uh-huh. And it's probably, you know, a better result than what they deserved looking to just at the game. I feel like if you, you watch the game on some kind of TV feed that cut out exactly at the moment somebody was shooting <laughs> and then came back afterwards and you had no idea what happened, you'd probably think, all right, that finished probably about 4-2, 5-2 maybe. So, you know, one one, hey, that's a surprisingly good result. But yeah, given all the the various factors, like the injuries, the fact that this is the first game of the season, whereas Leon's fully very much into the season, um, yeah, a, a very good, uh, much better performance than I would have expected, uh, result wise, and actually how they played wise. So, well done. Um, but yes, further to Tony's point, I'm, I'm getting a bit of a 2012 Santos Laguna vibe mm, from this. That's, yeah, that's a reasonable vibe. When Leon needs to turn it on, they will and they'll win. Yeah, I'm, I, I definitely, uh, well, that's the, th- the, the funny thing is, and I, I, I made mention this in, uh, I was watching the game, uh, was that I feel like with, with Mexican teams in general is that uh, um, I don't know how, it doesn't matter how much extra time they put up on the board. You're still going to lose by two. <laughs> and I was expecting, I, and I'm looking at it's like, you got 45 seconds to score two goals, guys. I don't think you're going to do it. Like I was that, I, I was sure not only were they were going to concede, but they were also going to concede a second one. And it didn't happen. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Uh, uh, as far as the kids, f- fantastic. Well fucking done. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was I was happy for them um, under very, I don't say shit circumstances, but I mean, it's like, all right, half the team's hurt. Good luck. Like, you know, don't forget your lunch. Like, just push them out there and hope that things happen. And and they kind of did. Uh, I think I think as a as a as a cohesive team there's work to be done but on an individual level i was quite pleased like at no point there was i saw tremendous panic um like where they maybe they got a little not starstruck but like oh shit we're in over our heads type thing like uh, i i felt they i felt everybody did a really good job um i'm pleased that uh that they could come away with a result if if for only for the for the kids to make them feel like 
you guys did great, which they did, but now they've got a point to show for their efforts because they could have easily not had gotten a point for their efforts. And I don't know if the praise would have been heaped on as, as highly. So, um, I think, well, so yeah, like I, I do think, I do think it is a combination of luck and skill or determination in ter- that brought about this result because the number of times that Leon just missed that net <laughs> or mm. just missed a, an across the face of goal tap in kind of deal, especially towards the end, because like the TFC had to spend the last, you know, 20, 25 minutes, mostly just hanging on. Um, and, and it was, you know, and they started the game out really brightly, which was kind of fun. It was like, Oh, all right. They're going to, they're going to go for it. They're going to be scrappy about it. All right, let's, let's do this. This is, this is fantastic. Um, but I think to see, you know, and yes, you know what, there was fans in the stadium. Obviously it wasn't a full stadium, but there were fans there. So you're playing at least in front of a crowd, which changes the the vibe a little bit um, to see the younger players not looking out of place, which is often the, the criticism, right? Oh, they brought them in too soon. Oh, you know, these, whatever, they're not ready for this, but they looked like they, they all looked like they knew what they were doing. We saw some really standout performances. Uh, Noble Callow had a really good first half before he was subbed off. Uh, Shuffleboard put in some very nice crosses, uh, was really bright down the sides. Um, I admit Ralph Prizzo didn't have as much of a impression on me, but he didn't do anything that made me think, "Ugh, what's he doing out there? Um, but also like that combination with the Omar Gonzalez that we needed for all of last season. Uh, Gonzalez had a fantastic match. He was a huge standout to me for this game. Um, and obviously defensively, especially in the, in the waning minutes, um, but he did yeoman's work back there. And um, it's so weird just to, to praise him because I'm so used to picking on him. But Patrick Mullins, who, yeah. Yeah, he you know out. what? Mullins was good. Good pain he, in the ass, too. He was a serious pain in the ass. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how that Campbell shoving him to the ground wasn't a red card but apparently it wasn't uh, apparently it was a yellow uh so but yeah he was yeah he was annoying he was involved in lots of things but also did some nice things on the defensive side so as a as a as a sub i was like all right that was fantastic and then we should talk about at least briefly erickson gallardo who yes up until who was an injury substitute himself and then got subbed off injured. But in his mm-hmm. brief time on the pitch, you know, contributed to the, the, the own goal. And, um, and what a beautiful own goal that was. That was a pretty one. <laughs> it was amazing. Somewhere Daniil Henry is like, yeah, I, I, I really job. Appreciate, it I was comedy to that. Uh, Josie Altidore's body language. <laughs> uh, and I only caught it because, you know, they showed the replay like 80 times and it's like, oh, there's Josie. And he's, he's got his hands like almost like on his head. Like, I can't fucking believe I'm watching this. And then yeah. his hands just stay there as it crosses the line and bounces. It was like, he was in shock the second it took flight. And I think he knew it was going in based on the trajectory. And I, th- 
that had to be a hell of a moment to watch him like to have to be able to see that like i can't fucking believe this is gonna work um yeah yeah it was uh, uh i regardless of like how much of that was his goal it's well, as, like, he, like he he, 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 did, he the did the work to get yeah. the ball though like he no mm-hmm. question and i mean I, I i still think that own goals are like the worst fucking thing that or one of the worst things in soccer it's like do we do we really need to highlight who fucked up it's like it doesn't matter they don't give out an award for the most own goals so let's just strike it from the from the list but yeah he he, so, he so, did the heavy lifting all power to him sorry terry mm. to refer own goals don't count or happen or whatever whatever your plan is but what is your other plan is oh, that should be considered an hockey Eric rules. Cigado goal yeah, hockey rules. Last guy who touched it on the on the oh, offensive team gets no, the goal. No, yes, I, I yes. cannot get behind that at all. Of course you can't get behind no. it. You're a traditionalist and a hater. <laughs> Mark no. just broke Duncan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Mark, what did, what, Mark, you ought to warn us when you're gonna before you're gonna go rogue like this. I don't know. I'm buying shares in Huddersfield. So, um, <laughs> I didn't know I was going after Duncan today, but today was the day I ended up going after. Um, <laughs> Erickson Gallardo certainly deserves some kind of credit, but he should not be considered the goal scorer for that. I, I agree with Duncan. Um, but I would like to give Erickson Gallardo credit for his work in getting the ball away from Leon. And mm-hmm. the work he did in the 20-ish minutes, 20, 25 minutes that he was on the pitch because that was something, that style of play is what we've expected for almost two years. And again, it's a, an incredibly small sample size of 25 minutes. Um, but does, does that give you any hope at all that maybe under Chris Armas, he can be a productive player for Toronto? Or is this just too, too small? We need to see more. And will we see more? He could potentially be productive. Does he need to be paid as much as he is? Mm. So much more than all various other sort of the you know, energetic young kids who can be doing a lot of running around and causing problems up front probably not but you know he might be useful yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping he, he's uh, uh a fixture uh it's it's uh, i kind of lump him in with the academy kids because uh they basically plucked him and kept him you know training with them and, and it's like oh he's not just he's not quite ready he's not quite ready all right like the academy kids when the fuck is he going to be ready so I, at this point, I feel like, um, unlike the academy kids who who I feel need need uh, to get the experience to prove themselves whether or not they are ready for MLS full time, Guerrero needs to prove himself to you know the coaches to the staff that he is ready. It's a, it, that's the only real difference. Is like to me is that he needs time to prove himself, but while I give, I give the, the Academy kids a far longer leash, so to speak. Um, I, I expect Gallardo to, if there's a finished product in him being with TFC, I expect to see it 
way sooner than many of the when it, many of the kids who got to run out last night. So, yeah, the, okay. you know the size of his contract alone will, will uh, dictate that. I'm sure from even above Chris Arms, but I mean, you know, new new coach, things happen. Some guys get a chance. I'm not saying he's really shown. We're not going to start blowing smoke because of a you know an own goal last night but uh maybe he'll have the opportunity to have a a restart but for whatever reason whether his or vanny's decision wasn't happening before listen if he turns out to be even partially useful that it'll already be a lot more than he's been so far so obviously obviously they're having trouble unloading him so otherwise that probably would have happened well into last season Hmm. Yeah, possibly there. Yeah, I think. Yeah, again, it's it's for me. It's still it's still a wait and see. But this is kind of his his last chance. I think he showed well. I think it's unfortunate that he got hurt um, and wasn't able to play uh, the entire second half to sort of have a decisive look what I am capable of moment kind of thing. Um, but. You know, we've talked about the younger players a lot, and I think rightfully so. Again, TFC has been leaning on this theme uh, through their offseason in interviews, in pressers, on their social media. And if, as at least we and, you know, lots of people that we speak to and, and are obviously where there's a group of us that are very like-minded about playing the kids and, and are serious about it. You know, we want, you know, we want to see young Canadian players get an opportunity. Um, we want to see Toronto actually develop players through this Academy that they've had for, you know, quite a long time now. Um, so we got to see a bunch of them play last night and play, you know, play well. And like I said, look like they belonged and, and looked, you know, like they could do this on a continual basis is this one game an indicator that the kids are indeed all right like is this something that fans can now embrace as a youth movement for the season or do you think once one of them fucks up everyone be like oh back to the bench with you we hate you off you go um or again is this still again it's just one game into the season it's not even the season one game into the year um is there a longer leeway for the for the greater fan base? Probably. I mean, as, as much as anything, I feel like under Chris Armas, they've all talked about he's all very talk about kind of like depressing and that sort of thing. There's going to be a lot of fucking running around uh, needing to be done, and uh, yeah, a lot of players that are going to get tired and need to be replaced with fresher legs and everything. So I think even if, you know, they're just kind of coming off the bench, there's going to be a lot of uh, opportunities for, you know, these kids to be getting, you know, 30 minutes or so every game on a regular basis, just because, yeah, just the style of play is going to like tire out a lot of players. And, you know, obviously for whatever reason, COVID influenced, we haven't really brought anybody else in, have we? So, you know, the team as it was is getting a bit older. 
that's what happens. You need a bit of turnover. The only turnover there's going to be is coming from internal guys like the young guys coming up. So um, I'm somewhat optimistic for uh, various reasons that eh, we will actually see a good amount of young players playing. Apparently not ever Liam Fraser, though. Good God, no. Not Liam Fraser. Wait, he subbed on in his, in his, in his short, short Liam Fraser hair. I did a oh, klaxon and everything. I was so happy. <laughs> but it was, I mean, you, know, you would have expected him to be lining up probably where sort of Ralph Prizzo was. It's like, oh, I guess Prizzo has well, jumped over yeah, Fraser. That's and they, true. Poor yeah, Liam that's Fraser. True. Poor Liam Fraser. I hope, the, uh, I hope that the uh, uh, supporters base, both the insane fervent ones and the normal people, uh, <laughs> give these these players an opportunity to to develop and grow i realize also that uh i don't even know it has to be a screw up i think maybe two losses in a row you know the the we'll be calling for heads to roll you know so i have patience because this is this is this is a thing that i've wanted for many years uh with toronto fc um like before when the kids were getting time it was because uh there was no one else there was no one else and those kids were not necessarily ready for prime time. And as the academy has become more serious, more full time, deeper in, in, in talent pool, um, I, I, I feel like we've seen enough glimpses from the random uh, CCL game where they get a sub for play 30 minutes or a Voyager's Cup game where they get a substitution for 28 minutes. Uh, it's like, okay, you know what? There's, there's obviously something there, but you know, four substitutions over, over a six month period is not a resume. Um, That's, that's filling a gap. That's like, that's, that's wishing that this kid is going to materialize into a starter in the 28 minute run out he gets. So like, I'm, I'm all in a winner, like, Win or loss, honestly, I, I have no problem if 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 they if they limp into the playoffs uh, or if they don't make the playoffs. I feel like there's enough talent that they should be good enough to at least mediocrely pl- make the playoffs. You know that that coveted eighth position, ninth position. How are, there, are we still doing like 12, pe- 12 teams get into the playoffs and? We eliminate. I can't, I can't remember what the rules are for this year. Twenty teams. Get yeah, all the teams. All so the yeah. Teams. So like, I I feel like they there's enough talent to at least be better than the laughable teams that exist. So because it's not going to be, it's not all. It's not like eleven academy kids. It's the usual cast that we know plus you know four or five, and maybe they rotate. Maybe maybe some catch on a lot longer. Like who who knows who knows what. Um, what the gaffer's got in mind because of the injuries, we don't know what his his idea of mixing it up actually looks like. This situation was born of necessity. So I don't care at this stage. I'll take it because I want to see them play. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, I, 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 I've got a lot of patience for this. I do want to point out, just in terms of talking about when young players, you know, the TFC didn't have a choice or they leaned on the young players. Um, we're talking about CCL. Like to just give a mention to the all-time CCL appearance leader for Toronto FC, Mr. Ashton Morgan. Mm. 
Remember when group stages were a thing? Uh, loved group stages. Yes. It was entertaining. It was great. That's when, so, that's when you got to see um, some interesting teams. Yeah. yeah right. I, don't, I don't like the one-offs, but we've already, we've already seen So the top five uh, appearance leaders for Toronto FC for CCL play. Do you want to have any guesses outside of Ashton Morgan? If none of you have looked at this chart? All right. So people struggling to remember the chart. 2010, 11, 12 kind of range. Richard Eckersley. The number six, well, tied for fifth. So I'll mm. give you that one. Well done. Thank you. Um, Tony? Mm. Ty Harden? Ty Harden, indeed, yeah. which I wow. still try harder. Gets He's, he's, he's number four. Yeah. Okay. I've got. I, I'm not guessing because I did see the list, and Ty Harden was my was my ace. Was your ace? No, I don't know. Mm. I'm surprised. I'm surprised neither of you got the Mi- second one. Milos Kocic. Milos Kocic is no, no. He's he's way down the list. Yeah, Milos Kocic is tied with uh, Richard Eckersley with 13 appearances. Yeah, okay. Ty Harden 14 appearances. Ashton Morgan. 22 appearances well done that just shows how much he was leaned on at a very young age <laughs> all right so there's two more we need sec. we need two we need second and third Donald Henry? no hmm. he's like seventh or eighth hmm. adrian can no. no no nick garcia no <laughs> There's one very obvious one that you're missing. Obvious? Ryan Johnson. What, what makes them obvious? Actually, that wasn't the one I was going for, but yes, Duncan, well done. Third oh. place, 16 appearances. Okay. Nice. Danny Coover. John? Oh. Who? Jonathan Sorio. No. Can't remember. I cannot remember the last one. <clears throat> Midfielder. Frames. Martin Sarich. Failer out of players. <laughs> oh, Julian B. Guzman. Julian B. Guzman, oh, 18 appearances. Right. <laughs> That's why I'm saying because that was that was where he shone as a TFC yeah. player. Mm. You know, we would That's we would ra- you know people would give him the gears for for playing in MLS, but they you know take them to to CCL, and suddenly it was like, oh fuck! Wow, he's good. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's, um, so. he's he's worth half of what we're paying him now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so yes, um, I just I wanted to make sure that we, we we brought that up. But yeah, I think I hope people are patient with the with the the young kids, uh, the young players getting time this season, and that as a as a first match for people to have watched this year, that this was a good you know indicator that missing. You know, missing a lot of the 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 you know expected starters, the veterans. That there is, there is talent here, and there are players that can obviously still have room to grow, but that can come in and put in those minutes, and you know maybe not start, but take significant sub minutes and contribute to a match. And so, yeah, hopefully, people are content to see you know to sort of ride this out for the for the year as the development progresses now, right. 
two losses and people will be calling to bring back Javinko and all that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, he's going, he's going to LA. Don't you worry, Duncan. It, it'll, ah, it'll, okay. I'm going to go hang out with Vanny and Vasquez. Mm. Um, all right. So next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time is the home leg home quote unquote uh, in Orlando. And who do you think out of the missing players, if, 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 you know, they're all healing. Who do you think is the most important? Who do you think needs to return to sort of guarantee that TFC progress into the next round? Probably Pazuelo, obviously, because they, they're going to need some someone to unlock a goal. Mm-hmm. I will go with the Chris Mavinga option because, uh, you know, as mentioned, the uh, Leon had a lot of chances there. And I think, you know, if you're going to do the whole, oh, we're pressing aggressively and that sort of thing, you know, the defense is probably going to be kind of pushing up a little more. And it'd be really nice to have somebody fast because, you know, an easy way to get beyond that is just, all right, if everyone's pushing up way up, just knock a long ball past it and let people run. And I don't really believe in Omar Gonzalez and Eric Zavaleta as a centre-back uh, partnership that will be good at... Uh, you know, doing what Chris Mavinga does, which is like running back, catching people up and doing a fancy slide tackle. Uh, I feel like we're going to need that as a valuable thing for, you know, if we're going to be pressing high up the pitch, mm, there's going to be uh, breakaway opportunities and you need a fast guy to, to run that down. So I want Chris Mavinga back as soon as possible. Yeah, I think that was my initial go-to as well, because as well as, and it's again, weird to say nice things about Eric Zavaleta, like, the nephew had a had a solid match. I refuse to, to accept that. He, he, I'm sorry, he did. No, we didn't. Sorry, okay. sorry, Terry, your your feet cut out. <laughs> um, but Here's without, a question: Is it still fair to be calling Eric Zavaleta the nephew? The nephew. Oh, since the uncle is you know, no he's, more, he's here on his own merits now. That's not, true. You're right. Not, there's All no right. nepotism All right. anymore. Which, we'll, we'll... which really questions what those merits actually are, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Makes However, great that's, that's, Duncan, that is an excellent point, and and we will go forth no longer the nephew. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> but so again, that was going to be my initial, you know, for, for the reasons that the Duncan mentioned, but without knowing what the injury to Josie Altador is other than, Hey, look, it's his hamstring again. Oh, surprising. Um, so Josie's probably out, which means I now lean towards Pozuelo, uh, so that there is, yeah, in terms of the goal creation, um, and someone to draw defenders and that sort of thing uh, to him in order to try to set up other players. And I think that will be, that will be key uh, overall. And also to make sure that Michael Bradley stops taking corners. That's a good <laughs> reason right there. Mm. Mm. I'm on the, I'm on the Pozuelo, uh, uh, bandwagon for that same reason um I, I i need i need the mat i need that magic midfield production that um while we might get in very very short fleeting bursts from whoever is holding those positions now um uh, at least i know uh, he can uh sustain them over long periods of time longer than seconds um so 
uh, I, I, I like I honestly feel like his absence and his versus his inclusion could actually make the difference in winning the like winning the tie. Um, uh, if he magically showed up and could play sixty minutes, uh, that that could be enough. Mm-hmm. All right, based on, or if you want to go with someone else, whatever. But ba- I, for me, based on last night's match, um, who would be your player to watch from Leon? Mine's is Joel Campbell gotta, because gotta, he gotta. was annoying as fuck. Who this? It, Joel Campbell. And just got in the way constantly and and he was yes. huge for them and he was annoying. I still don't know how he remained on the pitch, but regardless, he did. And yeah, Campbell is the one they need to the they need to pay attention to. I, I will jump in before anybody else doesn't say that Navarro guy that scored the goal. Oh God, good right, call. That was a Holy remarkably shit. Good, just take the fucking technique to do that is like, huh, wow. Right. That was an annoying goal. Can you imagine um, wasting just... that against a hobbled MLS team in the opening <laughs> round? That's when you, you unleash your wonder club. goal. Yeah. You say <laughs> that for World Club Cup shit when you're up against Barcelona or whomever the fuck it's going to be. And you unleash that rocket. Not only do you advance, but you also move to Europe. Just on that goal. <laughs> Somebody, some, some, some second tier. German club. I don't mean like second division. I mean not one of the giants will easily come swooping in for you. Um, yeah, that that was that was absolutely uh, nuts. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in with a Campbell Campbell shout. Uh, it just seemed like uh, number twelve was always in the thick of things throughout the match, and um, and it was it was getting it was getting annoying. Not because he was being a pain in the ass but he was being really good but it was just like fuck is he everywhere are there two guys wearing 12 yep. like yep. it just seemed like he was on both sides of the pitch so yeah yeah he's 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 quite quite the quite the player i'll go with him too because you can use taste the soup with his name <laughs> also also good that's important that is important. Good call. Good call. All right. Well then, without yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll still knowing that the the lineup will be completely up in the air. But you know, maybe it'll be very similar to the lineup we saw last night. Next week, who knows? Uh, what are your score predictions for the second leg uh, for TFC and Lyon? Man, I know, right? Um, Based on what I know right now, I will say. Wait, two, before one. you do it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Go on. Wow. Let me just preface that with any win by TFC or a nil-nil draw sees them advance. Right. Um, I I think it'll be uh, 2-1 to Leon. <gasps> I, I feel like they can't resist. I, I feel like they can't resist them. Also, Chris, and, uh, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't do uh, TFC man of the match. Um and I would like to cast my vote for uh, the ghost who played on the last six inches before the goal line for TFC. He made two incredible fucking stops. Amazing. Two incredible stops. I don't know how the fuck they didn't go in. So, congrats to that ghost. I hope they're. I hope he's getting paid DP money because that is that is top shelf shit. <laughs> um, yeah. So based 
based on the, the lineup as I know, based on what I saw Leon do at home, um, based on you know performances in front of us, I think two one is a reasonable reasonable call. They they I I do feel, and I'm sure most people do, that Toronto luckily got out of there with a one all draw. Not that they didn't deserve a point, but Leon does should have had at least one of those two converted into a goal. I am going to go with uh, four one Leon. Um, <laughs> Duncan, did I mention the ghost who played along the goal? Holy shit. That it'll guy be... will probably be there. It's yeah. him. It'll be one one up to like, like the 60th or 70th minute or something. And then oh you know, Leon will turn it on a bit and yep. they'll get it to two one. And then they'll get like two, not quite an injury time as Mark was describing earlier, but oh, yeah. two 80, within the last five minutes. Plus. Minute just, yeah. Just yeah. collapses. Eventually, you know, TFC. House of cards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get a third, then TFC will be chasing it and be a ridiculously unopposed breakaway for a fourth. And uh, yeah, plucky, but oh no. Duncan's outcome feels way more realistic than mine now. <laughs> yeah, I'll go somewhere in the middle. I'll say uh, tantalizingly uh, long, scoreless draw, but then yeah, the wheels come off around the 70th and 2 0. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. I. Here comes the win. You know it. Ugh, Homer. One of us has to be optimistic. Do it they, might as well they... be me. Sorry. Um. No, it's going to be, uh, yeah, a no, fairly dull affair, and it's going to be 1 0 TFC. Really isn't, mm. but okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? Everyone's allowed their predictions. So there you go. <laughs> She's right. So there. Yes, yes. Everyone is allowed. Everyone mm-hmm. is allowed. All right. Well, that's it. That's the match. That's the that's the show. That's everything. Um, all right. That is our show for this week. Um, please join us next week when we look back at a hopeful two wins by the Canadian women's team and their friendlies. See if I am correct and that TFC managed to scrape their way through to the next round of the CCL uh, preview MLS first kick and more. I can't remember what the sound effect is anymore. It was a firework. It's, kind so of thing, yeah. it's been a really long time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I have been joined by the entire vocal minority podcast panel uh, to be found out there on the Twitters at Duncan D Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Are Welsh women also sheep shaggers? Or is that just the men? Fucking deep. Mm. What a way to Lamp. end. All right. Uh, on Lamp the Twitterverse. Lamp shakers. Fuck. Malarkey FC. Mr. Tody Walsh. I think I've said my goodbye. I'll end with uh, lamp shakers. <laughs> on the tweets at Kidnerd Mug with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Thank you very much to all of our patreon supporters for your continued support we absolutely appreciate it um we have merch uh, it's at a zazzle store they look great that's all tony's doing i had a little help but not as much as you know we've I, I i even thought but they're really good you gotta check them out um i also like to thank uh waking the red for having me on their show on tuesday to talk oh a little bit of kids. that was that was uh very nice and uh, a special tip of the hat to uh mr jeffrey pianesker um who uh who 
we did a back and forth huge rundown of all the kits that were released um, and gave them grades. And uh, and no surprise, TFC and uh, LA Galaxy away were the favorites. And no surprise, all the white shirts were shat upon. So it was great. <laughs> so did they, um, did did they at least respect the kitten nerds podcast? No stadium did talk. They- no. Do they what always else? play cars by Gary Newman? Kitten Stadium no. podcast. That, that, honestly, honestly, Albanian law copyright is really, really hard to negotiate around. That's so, um, Two Soccer would not release that. Um, something about I, I, I don't, I don't. Their their alphabet like with all their umlauts look really really jarring and I'm just I'm gonna stop reading this Google that sounds good yeah Google Translate can do it for me but I'm <laughs> still, I still, I, even it shrugs sometimes so yeah to be I, fair you better hope they don't find out you were on it shop Tony yeah yeah just um and uh, before I before I close I just want to give a shout out to the TFC BIPOC Fan Coalition and the launch of their new podcast yes. um mm-hmm. house, the house on lakeshore podcast so please do give that a listen they talk about why the coalition is formed and the work they hope to do but uh and then also talk about uh shockingly tfc and their hopes for the season <laughs> and in the ccl so do give that a listen um it's great to have them as part of the podcast family and uh important conversations to be had there and of course, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it. Tony, have you ever been on Working the Reds podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I, I, I know, I haven't. I. Mm. You haven't. You invented mm. that thing. I know. Jesus. These kids today, no respect for their for their elders. Ungrateful fucks. Learn, learn mm. your history. Mm. Um. So, so by my count, um, the number of podcasts, not including the ones that I host, uh, have been on, is now officially not a zero so stick it in your asses guys i don't care (laughs) i'm taking my one moment and enjoying it but i appreciate the support the support's been wonderful you guys yeah well done yeah oh yeah we support you (laughs) all the time mark yay go you yeah no no it's cool it's all good thank you